The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Not a huge surprise at this point, but three of the top five highest scorers so far in week six are Dolphins. And only one quarterback in the top five, and that, of course, is Tua Tungabailoa. Can you guess the top five scorers right now? Superflex, full PPR, uh, non-decimal scoring. Oh, Superflex scoring? Um, Tua Tungabailoa. Yeah, he's four. Raheem, I I was making fun of you because the top five in Superflex (laughs) are the same as the top five in one QB leagues. Raheem Mostert. You're right. (laughs) You're absolutely right, sir. Yeah, Mostert, Tua. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um, AJ Brown? Uh, no. He's 20 points, that loser. He didn't score. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to s- remember with all these great. St. Brown and Adam Thielen, of course. That's your okay. top five. Mostert, ARSB, Thielen, Tua, and Tyreek Hill with Cooper Cup. Just missing the cut. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. Two-man show tonight. Dave was so disgusted by week six that he just needed the night off. No, that's not true. But Dave is taking the night off. So it's me and Heath talking winners and losers and injuries. I mean, that's probably why. You know how much Dave hates injuries. Today was not a good day for anyone who hates injuries. Uh, It was ugly. And uh, This, so far, this will probably change after Terod Taylor on Sunday night, obviously. But so far, only two quarterbacks have scored more than 24 fantasy points and that would be Tua and Jared Goff. And I'm going to double-check on Jared Goff. He may have actually been right. He was right around there. Uh, Goff was at 26. Yeah, okay. So On the road, even. Yeah. And uh, that's the lowest so far of any week. Week one, we had three quarterbacks do that, score more than 24 points in non-decimal scoring, six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. In weeks two, three, four, and five, we had 13, seven, nine, and eight quarterbacks do that. So... Uh, bad week, and then, you know, Heath just, I don't know, what do we make of it? Like, similarly, week one was pretty bad if we think back to that, so uh, this probably doesn't carry over anything, but gosh, it was ugly today. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting that we've still got Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Dak Prescott to go, so I would set the over-under at three and a half quarterbacks getting to uh, tw- over 24. I think I think there's a, we got a good chance of beating that three number, um, not you- three and a half from the next four, three and a half for the week. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
You, but, did, yeah, you mentioned to I think I'm just going to re I'm gonna not retweet, but it's kind of like retweeting. I'm going to basically show comments throughout the show of people complaining about their teams because that's how we all feel right now. Like it's okay to just enjoy the 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 negativity. I don't know. I, I don't look at my scores until Monday usually, but I don't know. Like I have a lot of Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow, and they didn't have good games, but they're I, they're top ten quarterbacks right now. So that's the good thing. Mm-hmm. If your quarterback stunk this week, you're probably fine. Let's face two or a golf. Right. Uh. Okay. Biggest winner. Biggest loser. Who you got is the biggest winner this week? Yeah, I told. I actually sent you a text and said. Man, it's going to be tough to find the biggest winner this week. Oh, I, I, I think I changed my, <laughs> my three winners three different times, but I'm going to go with Drake London. He scored 21.5 fantasy points. It's the second huge target number and, and big number in terms of fantasy production in, in six weeks. Um, it felt pretty good. Desmond Ritter looked better. London made a couple of really nice plays. I'd kind of gotten to the point I wasn't even considering dropping London. But I was just viewing him as a bench wide receiver who, if I had to flex him, I would. And he might move back into that wide receiver three consideration. Another thing I think we we need to do, it just because I'm going to need to remember this throughout the show. The Bengals, Cowboys, Jets, Panthers, Texans, and Titans are not playing next week. Yeah, like it's one thing that we've got 17 different injuries to manage manage in terms of the waiver wire. We've also heading into the first by NATO with six teams on a bye. Yeah. Yeah. You're starting Drake London, most likely. Uh, but um, this was a matchup against a team. Like his, his ADOT today was uh, 11 yards. That's very high, pretty high. And Washington really struggles with the deep ball, struggles with giving up big plays to receivers. So good for him. He's got Tampa Bay next week. And they also struggle. This is another game where they allowed, uh, you know, 85 yards or a touchdown to multiple wide receivers in this game. The Tampa Bay Bucks did that Jamison Williams touchdown and Amonra St. Brown torching them. Uh, who's my biggest winner today? I would say it would be Michael Pittman. Now, I hate his next two matchups, Cleveland and New Orleans. But I love his rest of season outlook, Michael Pittman. It might get to the point where we're just not really even asking anymore. You might just be starting Michael. I mean, I could see like two receiver league, you know, especially if it's not full PPR. But there are going to be a lot of targets for Michael Pittman. And uh, I know it's pronounced Pittman. And Anthony Richardson might be out for the season. He is strongly considering season-ending shoulder surgery, according to multiple reports. Um, Yeah, Heath is just uh, sharing misery here on the YouTube chat. If you want to check it out, YouTube. Misery loves company, right? Absolutely, and that's and everybody gets to watch the Giants with me in ten minutes. Uh, who's your biggest loser? Oh my gosh, let's let's just. I'm trying to stay away from the injuries on the winners and the losers, um, but I I do think that the Vikings. I'll, I'll go with an injury from last week. My hopes okay. about the Bears' defense being so bad that the loss of Justin Jefferson wouldn't hurt Kirk Cousins. Didn't prove correct. Yeah, no, I don't care that he only threw 31 passes. He was not good, even on those 31 passes. Um, Jordan Addison didn't turn into a 10-target wide receiver. He had four. Alexander Madison couldn't run against the Bears. TJ Hawkinson continues to struggle. I, I If I was doing Believe It or Not tonight, and I'm not, because I'm not just going to ask you 12 questions. We can just talk about the game. But it would be, believe it or not, the Vikings are all going to stink without Justin Jefferson, because that's what it looked like in this game. They get San Francisco next week. I mean, look, Addison came through, right? Addison. He scored a touchdown. Madison had, what, 72 total yards and four catches. So you had 
Addison with a touchdown. You had Hawkinson in double digits. You had Madison in double digits. I I guess I didn't mind it as much as you did. They only had the ball for 25 minutes. Okay. They, you Cousins. said they play San Francisco next week. Yeah. And so all everybody has these games where they play the Bears and these games where they play the 49ers. And you you can't be satisfied with 11 points from all of these guys when they play the Bears because they have to play the 49ers next yeah. week. No, I'm not, I'm not super Eleven. The exchange rate on fantasy <laughs> points when you get 11 against the Bears is <laughs> like four against the 49ers. I mean, the good thing for, Ma- for uh, Madison is that Cam Akers only had two touches in this game. So and made an good. awful play on a Cousins fumble. Like just looked like he wasn't actually a football player. <laughs> uh, all right, so bad, certainly a bad game for Kirk Cousins, and I think a lot of people are going to be sitting him maybe the next four weeks. I mean, San Francisco at Green Bay, at Atlanta, home against New Orleans. That's a pretty tough stretch for Kirk Cousins. And uh, they did get the win, though. So that's the big thing here is you really want them to win because you want Justin Jefferson to come back. No, seriously. I, I, I don't think Schaefer probably just Like, that's the worst thing. Oh. They were terrible. None of them were great in fantasy. And... You just went moved back like seven spots in the draft. Uh, my biggest loser is Calvin Ridley, and I can't really deal with it anymore. And I think he's he has he has passed the point of must start. Um, I am downgrading him. You know, rest of season. Hopefully, a number two receiver. He'll definitely have some big weeks, but this should have been one of them because the Colts are a really bad pass defense. How in the world does Trevor Lawrence throw for? I mean, I want to first off because my favorite quarterback was in this game and played what I thought was maybe the worst games of his life, Gardner Minshew. But how in the world does Trevor Lawrence face this defense, throw the ball 30 times and come away with 181 yards? I don't know. I'm getting, like, I, yeah. I, I agree with you that <sighs> Ridley's a loser because of the fantasy production. Um, I mean, he had fewer fantasy points than he, PPR fantasy points than he did targets, which is a negative, but he also did <laughs> still leave the, leave the lead of the team in targets. Yeah. If you, if you think that Trevor Lawrence is at some point going to be a good quarterback, then Ridley getting eight targets a game should be pretty good. Well, yeah, but here like, here's another issue, right? Like obviously ETN's got it going, got it going on. They throw to Ingram, they throw to Christian Kirk, they throw to Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones, they throw to him and he didn't play in this game. I right. don't think Ingram, I don't think uh I don't think Calvin Ridley's going to be a target dominator. I'm not sure he's going to average eight targets per game. Um, I'm gonna try to look up uh, Trevor Lawrence's air yards per pass attempt because I'm guessing it was pretty low today. If he averaged six yards per attempt, um, it was sorry, Dave, uh, seven point four, seven point. It's not that bad, and it's the second highest of the season. I think um, he had two more passes that were caught out of bounds. Yeah, we'll he's gonna figure. set the record. <laughs> All right, I, he. I think he maybe he should throw the ball in bounds. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like I wouldn't take London or Pittman to talk about our winners over Calvin Ridley though. But it wouldn't shock me if Pittman were better. I guess Pittman, I would. London, I, I wouldn't. But I, I would on Pittman. What about Kirk? Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that is a very. That's a, I, you're going to turn into me by the end of this show. <laughs> I don't want All this take analysis. Him. I don't yes. want to take him over. Like, I think Ridley has more touchdown upside. He gets the end zone targets. He's had so many close calls. Uh, but Kirk feels a little more consistent. Fine. You know what? I'll cop out. I'll say Kirk in full PPR and Ridley in the other. In the there other you go. Formats. 
Uh, we have your Apple Podcast questions on our mailbag show, but the best thing to do is get them into me early in the week so they populate because it does take a while to see them. And then on Apple Podcasts, for some reason, I can't really see all of the questions, so I use this other service that takes a while to display the uh, the questions. It's a long story. So if you have an Apple Podcast question, first of all, you got to leave us a five-star review. Leave us a five-star review on Apple. Always very helpful. And ask your question, and I'll do my best to answer it on the Friday mailbag. Okay, news and notes. Please sit down. There are a lot of them. Uh, Justin Fields left in the second half. Oh, I have an explanation for the for the Jaguars. I forgot. Oh, okay. Jet lag. Forgot to mention it. They spent 10 days in London. They came back. They said they were pretty tired. Some of them did anyway. So there you go, Heath. All is well. Um, Justin Fields dislocated his thumb, popped it back in place. They won't know more until tomorrow about his status going forward as the Bears get the Raiders next week. What would you do if your thumb became dislocated. Do you think you'd just put it back in place? <laughs> Am I alone? <laughs> no. No, your wife, sir. <sighs> she would do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Never had anything like that. I would pass. Sounds out. awful. I would pass out. Yeah. We had an incident in the house the other day with some blood. And yeah. I, I almost passed out. I'm such, I am so bad with that stuff. I remember when I was in eighth grade, I cut my thumb right here. I had to get yeah. one stitch, one stitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost passed out from the blood. Like I've just, and then I gave blood in high school and I, and I basically did pass out. I needed smelling salts. So everything you thought about me in those type of situations, it's even worse, people. It's even worse. Trevor Lawrence, meanwhile, hurt his knee late in the game, and they I believe they play on Thursday, <laughs> right? Yes, he did walk out onto the field to shake hands. Um, so I, I don't know that it's serious, but he, he definitely tweaked something on the last sack, which looked pretty silly too. I'm feeling well, he should not have been in the game, but anyway... Uh, he did not guarantee that he'd play on Thursday. He's kind of said like a we'll see thing. Ryan Tannehill was on crutches after the game. They have a bye. Jimmy Garoppolo left in the second quarter. Brian Hoyer took over for him. You'd have to think Hoyer would get the start against Chicago if it comes to that in week seven and not Aiden O'Connell. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, probably shouldn't have waited 13 minutes to talk about the best player in fantasy so far. Christian McCaffrey leaving with an oblique injury in the third quarter at Minnesota, then Cincinnati, then a bye. What are your thoughts? Um, if it wasn't for the fact that I try to avoid injuries on winners and losers, I would have put Jordan Mason amongst the winners because it did seem like he was ahead of Elijah Mitchell today and Mitchell's two carries went for negative three yards, I believe. And Mason scored a touchdown. So if, if this is going to be a long-term injury for Mason, he should definitely be added across the board and I would expect him to be the best, but it would, it will be a committee. Uh, I think he has one catch in his career also, so keep that in yeah. mind, Jordan Mason. Um, so McCaffrey, I think the good news is, if you didn't see it, he basically ran into the locker room. He hurt his oblique, came back in for, I think, one play, then he left, then he ran into the locker room. So I don't know if that's any indication of severity, but it wasn't like he was you know, doubled over in pain or anything like that. Uh, David Montgomery left with injured ribs in the second quarter. and you know, uh, But x-rays were negative. X-rays were negative, so. right. They get Baltimore next week. Craig Reynolds took over for him. Uh, Kyron Williams left in the fourth quarter with an ankle injury. Sean McVay thinks he's okay. It was just a tweak. Yeah. Ramondre Stevenson left, and he came back. Debo Samuel, it's a terrible day for the 49ers. They lose to the Browns with a backup quarterback on a, on a bad day for their rookie kicker. 
Uh, Debo Samuel left and Christian McCaffrey left. And Debo left in the first quarter and did not return. They're at Minnesota next week. Uh, DK Metcalf left and Jake Bobo left with a concussion or he was checked for one. They both came back. Um, actually, I don't know if there was anything on this, but Drake London did leave with less than two minutes left in the fourth quarter. I, I'm assuming he came back or he's fine. It didn't seem serious, so I think we can ignore it. Hopefully the same with Garrett Wilson, who limped off the field late. <laughs> Jets beat the Eagles. Browns beat the 49ers. I just, oh man, starting to feel it for the for the for Big Blue tonight, Heath. And I, I'm yeah, yeah. Um, I did I did want to make a note. Uh, Robert Sala said that Garrett Wilson should be fine. Oh, okay, great, great, great. Uh, let's see. I heard Jonu Smith caught his first touchdown in 31 games. And the broadcast team on that game called him Janu Smith. Really? Yeah. So I don't know, but just to add that one to the collection of either or. And Brandon Ayuk, I kept hearing on the broadcast today. Yeah. Purdy to Ayuk, it was just off today. Purdy was terrible today. That was the worst, worst I've ever seen him. I think the weather originally it was raining, but then I don't know what his excuse was after that. Uh, some news not from today. Justin Jefferson expected to miss four to six weeks, but according to Adam Schefter, if the team is not in it, there's a chance he could shut it down and not play. Uh, Devon Achan expected to only miss four weeks. Anthony Richardson could be out for the season. Um, and then there were some defensive injuries, some offensive line injuries. I think I'll just fill you in on those tomorrow, except I will say the Eagles had a particularly rough day. They lost their right tackle, Lane Johnson, early, and then Reed Blankenship, a safety, left with injured ribs, and defensive back Bradley Roby left with an injury, and they were already playing without Darius Slay. So they were a shell of themselves defensively in the secondary, and look who's coming to town on Sunday night, Miami Dolphins in Week 7. Uh, quick look at the waiver wire here. So Jordan Mason, would would he be your number one guy? Because you could have Craig Reynolds in the mix too. Uh, who do you think for the waiver wire? Yeah, assuming that McCaffrey's injury is going to cost him a week, then Jordan Mason would be the top guy. Um, Craig Reynolds, who do they play next week? I, I'm not particularly excited about him. I don't think they're going to throw it to him a whole lot. Baltimore. It looks like they are at Baltimore next week. Um, I, I would like, he's going to be someone we add, but it could be an Amari DeMarcado situation. Oh, well, he's got, we're going to do superlatives at the end of the year. Amari DeMarcado is going to be the worst waiver wire pickup of the season. And the worst part is like that. We talked about it a little bit early in the week. We said Keontae Ingram's missed two games. If he comes back, he might have a, a big role. And he did. But that wasn't the thing that killed Amari DiMercato. It's that Damian Williams. Yeah. It still exists. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And had almost as many carries as Keontae Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> you sound pretty good. They gave him like three up. drives. Uh, other players you could pick up Rasheed Rice, Curtis Samuel. Thank you to Chris for this list. Um, maybe Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was pretty even with Jerome Ford. Not quite, but he had a pretty uh, busy day, Kareem Hunt. Um, one of my winners, I, I don't know, did he ever get to, I'm not sure if he ever got to 65%, but Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is 70%. 70, okay. Yeah, the only problem with Dalton Schultz, we'll talk about it in a bit, he's gone on a bye this week, and pr- to me a pretty clear, I don't know if it's causation, but a clear spike in targets basically as soon as Tank Dale got hurt. Um, yeah. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got some buy or sell, we've got some winners or losers, winners and losers. And uh, maybe we'll have time to get to your comments in YouTube today. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. 
The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Buy or sell time. I got three buy or sells for Heath Cummings. Buy or sell, Sam Howell is legit. He has now scored 21.6 or more points in four of six games by herself. Sam Howell's legit. I think he is legit as a borderline number one quarterback. Uh, Matchup dependent starter. Week seven, we've got six guys on a bye. Justin Fields might be hurt. Trevor Lawrence might be hurt. Sam Howell's at the Giants. Fire him up top 10 option. The following week, he's at home against the Eagles. No, thank you. I don't know. The e- well, I, it's tough with the Eagles. We got to see the health of their secondary. Right. But they've been a pretty good matchup so far. Um, but they, I don't, yeah, it's tough to trust them against any team with pass rushers. Uh, but buy or sell, Damian Pierce is just going to be a bust this season. Oh, uh, well, buy 100%. Uh, but I don't know where, like, where this Devin Singletary game came from, but it's just. We can keep finding different excuses for what's going wrong with Damian Pierce. And I, Jamie said this morning on FFT that Damian Pierce is a buy, hold him through his buy, start him the following week. I believe it's against Carolina and then sell him. And maybe you can pull that off. But I don't know that one good game is going to make anybody want to buy him. This, we thought this team was going to be bad and they're not. They're, they're at least average. Mm-hmm. They've got a good quarterback, and he can't get anything done. And now the offensive line was halfway back today. Uh, he's having just a horrible year, Damian Pierce. I mean, you got to figure there's some regression, I guess, to just being better. He's averaging like 2.9 yards per carry. He has the fifth worst percentage of carries for zero or negative yards. But at the same time, he also ranks toward the bottom in explosive run rate. So, you know, it's okay to have those negative plays when you counter them with, with explosive plays, but Damian Pierce isn't doing that. But I brought it up because this... You may not have noticed it in the games or whatever, but this was arguably the worst week for him because Devin Singletary had 12 carries and Damian Pierce had 13. And it wasn't like, you know, Pierce got him early and it was there was no garbage time or anything. They were, I think they were just alternating series. So Singletary had two targets and Pierce had zero. Yeah, bad development here. And they, they both worked toward the goal line. I do think I would say that I saw Pierce at the goal line more often. But uh, yeah, bad yeah. And you know where you know where he went from there? <laughs> Backwards. Stayed there. He did yeah. not go into the end zone. Uh, buy or sell. Adam Thielen is better than the following wide receivers rest of season. Calvin Ridley, Chris Olave, Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins, Devontae Smith. Adam Thielen is better than all of them. Ridley, Olave, Waddle, Higgins, Smith. No, I'll sell that. Um, gosh, I hope that's not true. <laughs> I, I could see him being better. Let's go through them one by one. And I'll just say yes or buy or sell. Adam Thielen is better than Calvin Ridley rest of season. Buy. Better than Chris Olave rest of season. Sell. Better than Jalen Waddle rest of season. Sell. Better than T. Higgins rest of season. Buy. Better than Devontae Smith rest of season. Buy. Oh, three buys and two sells. Adam <sighs> Thielen. I love it. Yeah, man. Uh, 11 yard, uh, catches, 115 yards, one touchdown. His 17-game pace, Adam Thielen, right now. Is 139 catches, 
1,442 yards, 11 touchdowns on just under 10 targets per game, 167 target pace. Okay, I'll take the under, but <laughs> I, do, I do think, like I, I wrote this week that I did, thought he was a hold and not a sell because I didn't think that you could get better than maybe low-end wide receiver two value for him. Maybe that'll change now. Maybe he's done enough to where you could get, but I think he's a borderline number one the rest of the year, as long wow. as he stays healthy. And the funny thing is, if week one, Adam Thielen had two catches for 12 <laughs> yards on two targets. Right. Since then, it's just been it's just been ridiculous. The worst game he's had was 14.6 points. All right, to the winners and the losers, let's talk about Heath's winners. They are Dalton Schultz, Keontae Ingram, and Drake London. So, yeah, what do you think about Schultz? The fact that, what do you think about the Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz thing? I think it's possible that the Tank Dell thing is responsible for him getting the 10 targets last week, especially. Um, but today it was, it wasn't so much that it was just that he's turning into a red zone target touchdowns in each of his last three games. Again, he has a good quarterback and he's produced 13 fantasy points or more three weeks in a row. I think he's probably a hold through the buy and you just plan on starting him. And if he goes you probably have to go two weeks without producing before I'm going to go away from him again. I, I do think that there's a chance Tank Dell comes back and he sees his targets become a little bit less, less guaranteed, but I think he remains a top red zone target. Would you rather have Dalton Schultz or Kyle Pitts rest of season? I, I still think Pitts has more upside, although... When we get to your winners, we can talk about Kyle Pitts. And, I, and I've changed Keontae Ingram six times. I said a no, not Keontae Ingram. It's actually Garrett oh, Wilson. Oh, it's Garrett I said, Wilson. No, not, That's not Garrett Wilson. It's actually Kendrick Bourne. But I do think it's <laughs> worth saying, like, uh, Keontae Ingram did have half of their running back carries, and I believe half of their running back targets. And he was the top guy. And he wasn't bad. He made one nice grab. He made a, had a couple of nice runs. Um, I think he's the best Cardinals running back to roster in James Conner's absence. And I have hope. I don't know why I say I have hope. I I have I still have hope about Trey McBride that maybe they'll stop throwing the ball to Zach Ertz and, and turning inaccurate passes into interceptions. But um I, I have hope that Damian Williams won't matter for very much longer. Yeah, so Trey McBride actually is one that I wanted as Dave is usually here. I wanted to see what his snap count was. Um, oh, wow. This is interesting. I mean, this is a by far a career high in snaps. 43 for McBride. He ran a season high. I don't know if I said, I may have said career high. I meant season high. Season high in snaps, season high in routes, and not even close. Uh, yeah. And, you know, targeted on 24% of his routes. So Trey McBride is interesting here if they want to get him more involved because he really has just not been involved at all. This is a tight end, second-year tight end for the Arizona Cardinals, Trey McBride. Um, okay, so Keontae, you want to talk about Garrett Wilson? I think he's a he's a great winner to discuss here. Yeah, I think, um, and, and it's kind of like the Drake London thing. It's like how many good games can we stack to where we can feel bad about just starting him through the bad games because there's still going to be some bad games. There were in, There's injuries to this Philadelphia defense, but it was still not a great matchup. 
and he continues to just absolutely dominate targets. I think the only time you worry about Garrett Wilson is when the Jets are in a position to where they can maybe not throw the ball more than 20 times because 20 pass attempts equals seven targets for Garrett Wilson. 30 equals 10 targets for Garrett Wilson. We just need to get Zach Wilson to 30 pass attempts and Garrett Wilson's going to be a must-start wide receiver. I don't know why the Eagles didn't shadow him with James Bradbury. Also, I must apologize. I said it was a two-man show, and I don't know why. I just completely forgot about Jamie, who is here with us now. Good. Oh, hello, Jamie. Good. What's up? What happened to Dave? I, I think Dave's not feeling well tonight, and no, I haven't been around him, so can't blame me. Um, I was around him. I hope he's not feeling bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I hope he's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, we're doing our winners and losers right now. So far, we've talked about Dalton Schultz, Keontae Ingram, and uh, Garrett Wilson. Drake Glendon, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, and then the last one. Oh, John Lee already talked about. So Michael Pittman was my first winner. My other winners are Kyle Pitts and Michael Mayer. I'll just say this real quick on Michael Mayer. Uh, during that Monday night game, two Monday nights ago, uh, one of the best games of the year, the Raiders. I don't remember who they played. The Raiders Packers. Uh, it was such a memorable game that you probably may, you may have missed it. The announcers said that the Raiders wanted to get Michael Mayer more involved. It happened early in that game. It didn't really amount to anything. But in this game, he had six targets. He led the team with 75 yards. I'm not picking up. I'm putting him on my radar to see what happens. Obviously, he's got a nice pedigree, talented rookie tight end. So I just put him. I wanted to make sure we spoke about him. But let's talk about Kyle Pitts. Well, just real quick, because uh, we had the, uh, the CBS crew. Um, at this game, and Tom Spencer did talk him up as well. Oh, okay. Uh, so obviously, it's, it's something that the the coaching staff has been, I think, hoping to see and trying to get him more involved. And I think it kind of coincides with Devontae Adams with the shoulder injury. Um, he has not looked like himself, and so I would not be surprised if this is something to keep an eye on. And absolutely, 100%, <laughs> you want to add him if you can carry two tight ends. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Kyle Pitts. He was started in 62% of leagues. And he goes for four for 43 and a touchdown a week after seven catches for 87 yards. There was an ESPN article earlier this week about how he was getting healthier. So I put him on the winner's list. At least you can have a little a little bit of confidence that you don't have to go pick up another tight end. You can just start Kyle Pitts, I guess. Um, I think the, win- the winner part of it is the fact that if you started him off of last week's big game, you got rewarded with a touchdown. The part that bothers me is he had a 12.5% target share. Like four for 43 on six targets is pretty great when Desmond Ritter throws it 30 times. When Desmond Ritter throws it 47 times, it's not quite as great. And Johnu Smith is still a factor. I mean, you're you're right. It's you're right. But I don't know what to do about it. I'm just gonna I'm just, no one's gonna buy Kyle Pitts, I don't think. I'm not gonna be able to trade him yeah. for anything. No. So well, I think if he has another big game. And by big game, I, I think it's kind of a combination of what we saw the last two games, you know, where he's more more catches, more yards, and still scores. There's probably a sell window there if you want to. But it just depends, like, what are you moving on from? You know, what are you going, you know, like, look what happened to the streaming tight ends that we talked about this week. Cole Komet, no, I don't want to say streaming tight ends, but, you know, the the guys that we've picked up over the last couple of weeks. Logan Thomas, Cole Komet, what did they do? Now you could say Komet, clearly injury-related. Um There'll be a Michael Mayer at some point. There'll be a Luke Musgrave at some point. There'll be a, you know, Dawson Knox may have a good game tonight just because there's no Dalton Kincaid. Like, you know, we're going to go through this, yeah. you know, tight end roulette game. If if Pitts is going to start to pick up some momentum and some steam, I'm going to just ride it out. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do too. Uh, Jamie, you do not have to have any, but do you ha- do you want to have any winners? Or we can just go on to the losers. I don't know what you guys have already discussed, so no. 
Okay. Uh, one winner we didn't discuss, by the way, is Brees Hall. I just, he's got the bye this week. And if you didn't see his touchdown, the Eagles actually let him score so they could have a chance to get the ball back with time and score themselves. But I just feel like Brees Hall is going to just take over fantasy in the second half. And it's really exciting. You have stuff. a big finish, yeah. Um, all right, here are my losers. Calvin Ridley, who already talked about. Rashad White and Devontae Adams. I just don't think you can start Rashad White in any type of tough matchup, which is the case again against Atlanta next week. And also, he had basically the same amount of carries as Keyshawn Vaughn. So my question is, are you going to trust um, Are you going to trust Rashad White in a good matchup, Heath? Um, trust, no. But like, does he play in Week 7? If you're a running back and you play in week seven, there's a pretty decent <laughs> chance that you're that you're going to to get a top twenty-four ranking. Um, he'll be a low end number two. He he also got dinged in this game and left for at least a little while. Okay. Um, so I don't know what his health status is, but I know he was in towards the end, so I don't think it's a concern. But I think that was part of the reason we saw um more sharing. But no, it's it's a terribly inefficient run game right now. We're back to where we were last year. They just, they can't run the ball. He's had a tough schedule, I think, though. I mean, Minnesota, well, yeah, he was great against Chicago. And then look at the other teams he's faced. Minnesota, they have a good run defense. Philadelphia, they have an amazing run defense. They were missing one of their best run stuffers today. Still did a nice job against Hall. New Orleans, they're tough against the run. Uh, And then today for Rashad White, it was Detroit, arguably the best run defense in football. So, again, you got to get through the Atlanta matchup next week. And then it's not that. I mean, then there's still some Tennessee and San Francisco, but <laughs> you, you know, the thing that sucks is where's the passing game work? Like that was, yeah. you know, it, I, I know we all sit here and say, okay, it was Brady and that was a big part of it. But, but Baker's tendencies have shown that he's thrown to his running backs and it's just not happening to that level. You know, I don't know if it's just that he has so much of a reliance on, on Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and just trying to push the ball down the field. But that's been the thing that's, you know, I, I at least for me, when I was looking at Rashad White this this offseason was he'll he'll still be heavily involved in that aspect of the game. And it's not like he's not playing in that role. He's just not getting the production in that role. Okay, my last loser was Devontae Adams, and I'd love to know what you guys think about that. Jamie, Devontae Adams goes for two for 29 on five targets. That's nine targets in his last two games combined. Yes, it certainly has coincided with the shoulder injury. What should Devontae Adams managers be doing and thinking right now? If you could sell him based on his name, I would do so. If you can buy him cheap on the other side of it, I would probably try to do so also just with the hope that he gets healthy. But, um, you know, this is – I was thinking about this today. And, and, you know, I'll go back to our conversation in the preseason about 30-year-old receivers and how they start to fall off. And, again, I don't know if it's shoulder-related, if it's quarterback play-related, but now you're going to potentially back up quarterback if the back injury is bad for Garoppolo. Um, you also have, if Garoppolo's there, his reliance on uh, – Jacoby Myers and now maybe another guy emerging, you know, so I don't know if, uh, if, if Devante is going to bounce back to the level that we saw, there's still the potential for it. So that's why, like I said, if you can get him cheap, I would do so. But I, I don't think we're going to get that top end level production. We're certainly not going to get the, the guy that we saw last year. I just don't think he's going to get that many targets like we saw. How long until the Raiders buy? Uh, it is a while. Oh, it's a late it's one. A 13. Late one. Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> I'm going to get Chicago next week. Come on, get right. Get right, Devontae. All right, Heath, you're losers. I know you got a T. Higgins in there. You got uh, you got Minnesota, who we already talked about. T. Higgins. And really, Burrow had a bad game. But, you know, Burrow played... And DeAndre Hopkins. Today. And DeAndre Hopkins. 
uh, who had a terrible game. One catch for 20 yards on five targets, started in 66% of leagues. Um, all right, break it down. Higgins and Hopkins, go for it. Yeah, I mean, Higgins came back and just wasn't that involved. You have to wonder how healthy he is. Joe Burrow didn't quite look like Joe Burrow, at least not as much as he did last week. Yet both of these guys going into their bye weeks, and I don't know that you're going to be able to feel completely comfortable starting them coming out of their bye week. Higgins playing against the 49ers and Hopkins just because of what Hopkins has been so far and who knows what Ryan Tannehill is going to be. And so I'm not sure either one of these guys are going to be started for the next two weeks. They are the types of guys. I think this is going to be a big focus of this week with six teams on a bye with all of these injuries. There are decimated rosters out there sitting at two and four and one and five. Like if you have a good record right now, this is the time to go buy guys. I'm not sure I'm buying Higgins or Hopkins though. If you had to pick one, who would you buy? Um, Probably Hopkins because I think he's cheaper. I don't Higgins, think Higgins for sure for me, just because again, if 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 there's no Ryan Tannehill, like Malik Willis is just not going to help DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, tough game. Um, okay, and let's see some other things here. So almost touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence had an almost touchdown pass that you know got down to the two yard line, and then Travis Etienne ran it in. That's never happened to him. Yeah, I know, right? Brandon Ayuk had a lot of plays, uh, drops, bad throws. Could have had a huge game. Uh, Brock Purdy missed Christian McCaffrey on a on a route that he had the guy beat. Could have been a long touchdown. Purdy would have been a 54-yard touchdown. Purdy missed him badly. Jahan Dotson dropped a deep ball. I don't know if it would have been a touchdown. Uh, tough, tough week for start of the week, Matthew Stafford, because Puka Nakua and Tyler Higby both dropped touchdowns on different possessions. Could have been a three-touchdown day for Stafford. I'm going to give Jamie the win. And uh, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, Josh Dobbs underthrew Marquise Brown, which should have been a 37 yard touchdown. And later he threw another terrible deep ball to Marquise Brown, which should have been an even longer touchdown. And that is something that Josh Dobbs really struggles with. He is inaccurate on the deep ball and it showed up today in a big way for Marquise Brown, who there was a lot of points left on the board. There were a lot of points left on the board. Two things. I thought you were going to say one of the things Josh Dobbs really struggles with and then just say throwing. Um, But the second thing is you won't have to give Jamie the win if the rest of the week keeps going like this week is. Matthew Stafford's currently the number 12 quarterback for the week. Look at that. (laughs) Look at that. There you go. I mean, Jamie, what a crappy week. It was bad. It was it was very frustrating watching a lot of these uh a lot of these games, you know, and and as Heath has said a couple times now, now we're down six teams next week. So and the the weird thing is about it, there's like some really high-end matchups next week. You got Dolphins, Eagles is gonna be a fun one. You got Chiefs Chargers should be a fun one. Um there's another big one. Don't don't fall uh, for that trick. The chief, the Chiefs are bad for fantasy. They suck on offense and they're amazing on defense. They they might be. There's another good game though. Why am I missing it? Um it's uh, oh, Baltimore um Baltimore Detroit. Detroit. That's a good one. Yeah, that's yep. a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. Good week. What else? Anything else? San Fran, Minnesota? No. That's Monday night. All right. Well, the commanders and the giants, the big game, big game. Uh, That's uh, all right. We'll take a break here. We'll come back and we'll talk about all the games, starting with the London game. Thankfully, we have a couple of weeks before another (laughs) London game and uh, we'll be right back on fantasy football today. Baltimore 24, Tennessee 16. All right. So wait, are you going to do believe it or not or no? I had not planned on doing, believe it or not, because I thought you had told me it was just you and I, and so I didn't do any preparation for it because I thought it'd be dumb if I was just asking you questions. 
but I'm I'm glad to no, see wait. you're getting excited about something. Yeah, because you tried to tell me at eleven thirty this morning or or eleven fifty that you're like just completely dead to the Giants and you no. don't care. And I can see like when something happens, your eyes light up, and there's this little sparkle of hope still. No, that's the great thing. I still get that sparkle of hope, but I am not going to be the least bit upset when they lose. Like, I won't care at all. Um, well, at this point, you should be hoping for. Do no. they have a first round pick? Yeah, they have a first round pick. No, I'm not. Yeah, hoping you should for be that. hoping for for them to lose this point. No, I'm not. Well, hoping. he should have been hoping for that for the last <laughs> 13 calendar months. I've done enough hoping for that. I, I'm done with that. That's not fun for fans. It's, that's fun for the for the other teams' fans who judge those teams and say, oh, you should be prepared to lose. Most fans still want their team to win in week six. Uh, all right, so uh, Baltimore 24, Tennessee 16. Ravens really controlled everything in this game, but they just could not get in the end zone. Uh, they were terrible inside the 10-yard line. And uh, anyway, Heath, oh, I know what I was going to say to you. You never prepare for Believe It or Not. This is nothing unlike other weeks. I have notes from last week where I wrote down the questions. Have I? Okay. I can do it if you want. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Believe it or not, Lamar Jackson is still a top five quarterback rest of season. Believe it. Believe it. Yeah. I uh, would love to make the buy low case on Lamar Jackson. Last week, he had terrible drops. His receivers really let him down. This week, again, like I said, I mean, they, they, they controlled the clock. They moved up and down the field. They just couldn't score. They couldn't get in the end zone. But I really think he's playing pretty well. Um, yep. So that's my case. You know, I just feel like he does have too many dumb turnovers. And the, the red zone struggles have been a thing for a couple of years. But I, I agree. I think he's going to be better than he has been, for sure. Okay, it, it is a pretty difficult schedule going forward. Detroit, Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland, Cincinnati. That's really not easy, uh, but hopefully he can come through. Um, anything? All right, we'll go to Zay. You want to talk about Zay Flowers? He had eight more targets. He caught a touchdown. Um, and Must then, start receiver. Derrick Henry? Jamie, I thought it was interesting, the best run for Derrick Henry, a 62-yard run, because they showed a graphic about he's got he's always facing a stacked box, always. But in this play, they ran Wildcat with him, a direct snap to him. They got a wide receiver going in motion behind him. He fakes it to him. It was a great play. He moved the linebackers over, and then he took off for a 62-yard run. But I know it's like we don't have great vibes on Derrick Henry this year. He came through today. What do you think? I'd be selling. I mean, you know, it's it, it, it the the name still certainly carries a lot of weight, and and his performance today will certainly be exciting for people. But that's kind of where they are right now with him. They got to be a lot of gimmicky stuff. You know, he's just not getting the blocking up front. That's a big part of it. And you know, the 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 explosive runs just aren't there at this point. Now we've seen this before from him, where it's taken, you know, to the second half of the season for him to get going. But at twenty nine with bad potential quarterback play coming up and a bad offensive line still, if you could turn Derrick Henry into something great, I would try and do that immediately. All right. Miami 42, Carolina 21. Uh, you want me to? Just me again? I, oh, I'll, you do this one and I'll do the rest of them. I'm okay. sorry. Believe it or not, Chuba Hubbard is the best Panthers running back rest of season. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the healthy um, one right now. Unless 
unless Sanders' injury lingers, I, I would say not. They go into a bye and they come out with Houston. I would expect that Sanders, assuming that he's healthy, will have 60% of the running back touches against Houston. Okay, on the other side, should we be... We've been in this boat before with Raheem Mostert. Um, should we be looking to sell? Because we're, he... We've been in this boat... This we've touch, been in this boat, this yacht, this this beautiful... This, uh, uh, sorry, yeah. let me explain. <laughs> Uh, I've never been in this boat before. Earlier this season, I mean, where he was like the guy, right? And I felt like, I don't know if you remember the, the HN breakout game against the Broncos and Mostert also had a good game. I said, Raheem Mostert's actually a loser in this game because he's mm-hmm. got serious competition. Well, he doesn't right now, but he will. So should we be selling Raheem Mostert before it's too late? Well, I, I mean, yes and no. Yes, because... You know, down the road, plus he's 31. He's, down the road, he's going to get some competition from HN coming back because he got the report this morning that it's not going to be more than probably the four games. But at the same time, is Jeff Wilson going to be significant competition for him? You could make a case for and against, right? Because yeah. we saw it last year, but he's never performed like this, Raheem Mostert. But the problem is he's 31 years old. And so at some point, is he going to slow down or break down? And if that happens, you're going to wish you had sold him. So I think if you're looking at it, the next three games should hopefully be very productive. And, and still, you know, even with the matchup against Philadelphia, I don't know what they have after that. But it's um, it's one of those things where, like, you got to get something pretty amazing in return from him right now because he's he's the best running back in fantasy. Would you? Would you Adam. Yeah. You're, you're, you've got Derrick Henry on your team. I was about to ask that, yeah. You get, you get that offer, Raheem Mostert for Derrick Henry. I'd keep Mostert. I would too. I think I'd rather have Henry. <laughs> I mean, with the way this Dolphins offense is right now, like I'm just going to keep Mostert until, it, you know, like, just if, if it falls apart, it falls apart. They are historic, man. <laughs> it's crazy. It is, and I know that you know. Take into the fact that they lost the game. Is, is two of the MVP right now still? I don't. I don't know who else it would be. I I think he's playing for it next week. Like they can't, they can't go get boat raced by the Eagles next week, for sure. And I, what about they, Josh they, they, Allen? I, I mean, Josh Allen's obviously playing right now, but Josh Allen's Bills did beat the Dolphins by like twenty points or something like that. But they have two losses too, still. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, it's not Trevor Lawrence or Gardner Minshew. Let's go to our next game, Heath. Jacksonville thirty-seven, Indianapolis twenty. Can I use the one? For oh wait, just go back to Dolphin for a second. Are, are we done worrying about Jalen Waddle? I'd like to see some big plays, right? Like, what's going on here? Seven games. Because Tyreek Hill gets every deep ball. Give one to Jalen Waddle every now and then. I, look, I'm, wor- yeah. I'm I'm done even thinking about... I'm not, I never thought about benching him, but... Oh, I did bench him this week, actually, for Puka Nakua. But uh, typically, I would never bench him. <laughs> I, I'm not... I'm done worrying about him being a top... A, a guy that I should start every week. I'm not done worrying about him justifying an early third round or late second round draft pick. That's Jalen Waddle. All right, Jacksonville 37, Indianapolis 20, Heath. Okay, so I've got two, but one of them is just kind of to be a jerk because it's the same thing I did last week. Trevor Lawrence is an even bigger buy low. Are you still buying low on Trevor Lawrence? Who's uh, selling Trevor Lawrence at this point, though? 
Like unless well, I would assume Lawrence anybody and, could get a starter in another position. But if you have if you have Lawrence and Tua, yes, you're selling Trevor Lawrence. You have like who do you feel more comfortable with moving forward, Lawrence or Cousins? Lawrence. Uh, but I, I probably Cousins for me. But I've been lower on Lawrence. I just I think it's almost the same thing Dave said last week when it was the Darren Waller question. Like, if you could get a good player at another position, I just I'll just stream. I can get what Trevor Lawrence is giving me out of streamer. Well, that's fair, but now you have the Justin Fields manager trying to stream. You have six teams on a buy. You know, you're not going to just oh, I'm going to the way where I'm going to get whoever I want. I don't buy that streaming argument. I, I mean, you got in a ten team league, maybe, but. Some leagues, I'm looking at streamers, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the best one out there. You know what I mean? Like Sam Howell's not rostered, and uh, Stafford's rostered. I don't, I don't know that I can get a streamer. I, you know, and and you know, it, there's probably some recency bias with what I'm about to say, but like, look at the quarterback play we're getting this week. Like Lawrence is in the mix to still be top ten on a weekly basis. Well, if you like 18 oh, yeah. points, he does that every week? What's that? If you like 18 points, he does that every week. Um, let's talk about the Colts running backs, guys. Pretty even split here. Moss, seven carries. Taylor, eight carries. They both had five or six catches. Moss had a touchdown in this game. Um, you know, who do you like better rest of season? And whoever that player is, how good is that player going to be? I would guess that Taylor starts to take off, you know, if not at this point, within the next two weeks. You know, so... I would I would definitely take Taylor. Um, yeah. How good? I, I think Moss will be a problem for him, you know, probably to a bigger extent than we've ever seen when Taylor was at his peak. But, you know, if if they're going to try and be still a contender, you can't put the ball in Gardner Minch's hands. That was proven today. He, he looked terrible, and the matchups are coming up are terrible. So I, I think it's going to start to maybe lean toward Taylor, I hope, taking over the offense. Again, I don't know if it happens against Cleveland in Week 7, but moving forward, I think it will be the Jonathan-Taylor show. Yeah, I, th- I mean, if there's 13 running back targets available like there were today, then they probably both, both both be fine. But I would definitely take Taylor, and I would say Taylor is going to be from this point forward RB 14. Okay, Taylor played more on third down, but for the most part, it was pretty even. Steven, uh, I think that's pretty good for this game. Um, yeah, all right, let's go to Minnesota 19, Chicago 13. We talked so much about, like, I don't even know what to say about the Bears. DJ Moore. I mean, he did have 50-ish yards. That was nice. He's in trouble if Justin Fields is out. The yeah. Bears don't have a fantasy starter if Justin Fields is out. Um, I want to see Roshan. I don't think, you know, you, you alluded to this. Like, if you tell me right now, Roshan Johnson's playing next week. Which I would hope is the case coming off the cushion, mm-hmm. and and you said Rashad White's a top twenty-four running back. I was definitely starting Rashad Johnson, sight unseen, over Rashad White. I, but what about Foreman? I mean, I I think I think you know I think Rashad Johnson is coming back to a committee one way or the other. Yes. Depends. All right, Foreman was okay today. Fifteen carries, sixty-five yards, one catch, which is a lot for him. For two yards. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, Houston 20, New Orleans 13. CJ Stroud is a top 10 quarterback rest of season. Uh, yeah. 
He's so impressive. I got another one because I've been fighting this battle with my dynasty rankings, and it's not going to be a battle for me probably anymore. But CJ Stroud should be ranked ahead of Trevor Lawrence in dynasty. No, I'm going to say no. Okay. I mean, and that's not even better. Lawrence Lawrence is a better quarterback, but statistically, Stroud might just be better than. I'm very impressed with CJ Stroud. Yeah, go ahead, Heath. I was going to say that's not even like I do a lot of just joking around about Trevor Lawrence, but. That's just how impressed. Like CJ Stroud is freaking legit. Yeah, like I don't know what there is. I don't know what there game. is to doubt about him. He didn't have an amazing game today from a fantasy standpoint. Eighteen points. Very. He was good playing for, the Saints. Yeah, exactly. Eighteen he was. points against New Orleans is pretty impressive. I, I was. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, yeah, no, he's doing it. He's doing a great job. They're not running for any touchdowns, and I think that's kind of part of it. Like, like ETN scoring a lot of touchdowns. Bigsby has some touchdowns. Damian Pierce is not getting in the end zone. I think that might even things out a little bit between those two guys. But it's a great question from a dynasty standpoint. In fact, Schaefer, we got about uh, twenty minutes left in the show. Can you get a YouTube poll up? Who would you rather have in dynasty? C.J. Stroud or Trevor Lawrence? I'm still going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I still think there's an elite player there, um, and I think he's having a good year. I just it hasn't really shown up for fantasy yet. <clears throat> Do you think there's an elite player there with CJ Stroud? Quite possibly, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that I'm starting to think is why why wouldn't we think that with what he's done? I, I would like to, and it's not necessarily the player that I'm gonna name is the reason why I think Trevor Lawrence has struggled, but they're missing somebody to stretch the field right now. And Zay Jones not being there has been a problem for them. Okay, let's see. Anything else from this game on the other side of the ball it was nice to see Olave. Now it was a fifty pass attempt game for Derek Carr. But Olave with 10 targets, seven catches for 96 yards. Michael Thomas now six straight games with 9.3 to 12.5 PPR fantasy points. I would call him the most predictable player in fantasy. Uh, any thoughts on getting what you can for Kamara? I'm just going to say this. I've seen other people suggest this. I don't feel this way. But get what you can for Kamara before Jamal Williams comes back. It's not a Jamal Williams thing. I think it's a 28-year-old running back that is getting a lot, a lot of touches that may or may not put him in jeopardy at some point. Like, he almost got murdered on one play today where, you know, I, I I forget the defender, but, like, a little bit of a low shot at his knees. And I was like, oh, boy. You know, but he he bounced back and was fine. But, you know, look, he's he's not young. And at some point, you know, this may become a little bit of an issue. But, no, I wouldn't necessarily be giving away. Would you rather have uh, Raheem Mostert or Alvin Kamara? Uh, Mostert. I'll take Kamara. God, I'm going Kamara there. How many catches does he have in three games? He's got to have. Well, he had the 13 catch game, <laughs> but what do you have? Seven today? It's seven catches. Uh, Cincinnati 17, Seattle. That equals 13. one of Mostert's three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know Mo- Mostert. I mean, I love Mostert. What a freaking story. Um, Heath, uh, Cincinnati 17, Seattle 13. Jamar Chase is the only must-start Bengal coming off their bye. I'm selling it. I'm be- I'm not believing it. They're at San Francisco. It's Joe Burrow. Yeah, Burrow's still going to be a top 10 quarterback, and Mixon will still be a top 24 running back. But definitely not must start. I, I mean... Oh, he, he stinks! Oh, God! He, I, st- <laughs> he stinks. Joe Burrow averaged 5.3 yards per attempt today. Burrow had a bad game. He's had one good game against the Cardinals. He's going to get healthy. He's got the week off, man. He's going to get healthy. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like, for me, it doesn't, it doesn't take much for me to believe in a guy that I, that I think we all probably thought was one of the best quarterbacks in football. I know right, he's a better but, player. 
than this. Oh, I, I, I think so too. I don't think we have anyone on a buy in week eight. I think there's some, for some reason six buys in week seven, zero buys in week eight. I'm not looking forward to that week. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, I, I honestly am not convinced that the calf was the reason he struggled today. I just think he stunk today. Sometimes it happens. I don't know if you saw, he had one play where he scrambled like extensively and escaped yeah. a lot of pressure. A guy with a bad calf probably doesn't do that, but maybe. I don't think it's a health thing, yeah. It could be. I have, I have no idea. But he's not the same guy he was a few weeks ago. He's obviously better. Uh, but what about Higgins? Are you going to start Higgins in week eight against the Niners? With everybody, if everybody's healthy per se and no teams on a bye, he will probably be a top 36 receiver, but not a top 24 guy. I think, yeah. Between, I, think, I, I had him 36 today. That's probably pretty close to where he'll be. In week eight. I mean, we don't know how many guys are going to get hurt in the next week, but. Yeah. All right. What do you think of uh, the Gino, the, the passing game for the Seahawks, Heath? You were low on them. And Geno Smith certainly came through for you with 10 point, nine, 11 points. Sorry. Uh, but Lockett was good. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Um, it was a pretty gross outing, but Tyler Lockett was good. Um, JSN, five targets is pretty much about where he's been. DK had another game where he left for a while and then came back. You're going to have a heck of a time Azer setting his season next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm still concerned that we're not getting the same Seattle passing game that we got last year at any point. All right. And let's go to our next game. It is Cleveland 19, San Francisco 17. Ugh. Survivor pools. Sorry. No, it's okay. I, I, uh, I took the Eagles against the Jets. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I this one, uh, so we can't really talk about Debo or McCaffrey or Purdy or uh, George Kittle's droppable. No. Right. I mean, this is exactly what the George Kittle managers should be waiting for. Yes. It should have been a better game, but Purdy stunk today. But no McCaffrey, no Debo. Wow. That's a huge opportunity for Kittle. That's but- why Purdy stunk today, right? I don't think so, dude. He, I think you gotta get look. I I, I gave you the stat, Adam. Um, right. uh, Pris, Prisco Prisco uh, had a uh, one game difference, but um, whether it's seven and one or eight and one, Jim Schwartz has owned Kyle Shanahan either as a head coach coordinator for both those guys. You know, offensive um, offense coordinator and head coach for Shanahan, defense coordinator and head coach for Schwartz. Um, so yeah, it's it's not a good matchup for for Kyle Shanahan's offense, plus going on the road, plus coming off the big game last week against Dallas. I don't think we give that enough of, uh, you know, paid enough interest to that attention to that, that, you know, the, the emotional letdown potential plus early start bad weather. weather. Yeah, that is true. Like it's cross country trip and a one o'clock game is never easy, but look, Heath, no Debo and no McCaffrey definitely hurt, but it, but he just was so off target today. I mean, terrible. So, yeah. uh, you know, it was, I don't want to make any excuses for Purdy. He was bad. And, and I think he could have had an okay game, but I think um, Brock Purdy is a must sit as long as McCaffrey and Debo are out by or sell. He's at Minnesota next week. You trust them without, if those two guys are out. With all the teams on a buy, it's very difficult to sit Brock Purdy. If he's been your guy. All right. Uh, like the one, the one guy that's out there potentially that I would start over him would be Howell. What do you make of the 
backfield for the Browns. You had Jerome Ford with 17 carries for 84 yards, two catches for seven yards. You had Kareem Hunt with 12 for 47 and a touchdown and three catches for 24 yards. And you had Ford really salting the game away with some, well, I can't say that because the 49ers had the chance to win. But Ford had some very impressive runs late in the game. Uh, But that gauntlet of a schedule, that part is over now. So uh, what do you make of the backfield, Jamie? Oh, Actually, God, when you asked out. me winners, that was one guy that I thought of um, was was potentially Jerome Ford. But you know the 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 workload for Kareem Hunt was a little bit disturbing. I guess the Giants did something stupid. No, um, well, no, I was going to say the the schedule is actually not that much easier. I mean, Indianapolis, Seattle, uh, Baltimore in a few weeks, but uh, no more injuries. But um, yeah, go ahead. Jerome Ford is a winner. The fact that the fact that he performed like this without Joel Petonio, without Deshaun Watson should give you some reason for encouragement because look, I don't know if Jerome Ford's ever going to crack the top 15. He probably is going to live somewhere between like 18 and 30 on, you know, most people's rank list for the majority of the rest of the season. But as long as he's getting these opportunities, even with Kareem Hunt still taking some work away, you should feel pretty good about him as at least a flex. So this was a extremely encouraging performance against the defense that he played. And, uh, Dre Greenlaw should, should, probably be out there for the 49ers. I don't know if he was the key to what this run defense looked like, but they were bad. Washington 24, Atlanta 16. Terry McLaurin's going to be a must-start wide receiver. No. It's a good question, though. I think he'll live in that number three receiver range. This was good, but it's only his second really good game this season. So just surprising that he did it against the secondary. What the hell, Jahan Dotson? One catch. Oh, no, one target. No, no he didn't catch it. No, he did not. Goodbye. Well, what What the hell, Logan Thomas? Yeah. Uh, the MO on the Falcons is wide receivers struggle, tight ends kill them. And that was not... And, and by the way, no team throws the tight end basically as much as the commanders, but not any of that today. Sorry, folks. Fooled you. Fooled you. Well, I, I do remember, what was it Patrick Mahomes said at the beginning of last year? Um, fantasy football managers are going to hate our team because it's going to be a different guy every week. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what Washington's been. It's been two Logan Thomas weeks, two Terry McLaurin weeks. No no John Dotson weeks. None of those. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, well, I got news for you, Mahomes. I kind of hate your team this year, too. <laughs> for <laughs> fantasy... Uh, Bijan Robinson, you guys disappointed if you're a Bijan manager, not today, but for the season. Yes. Yeah. And a little bit scared because I, I've seen what else, what, what, uh, whatever his name is, Arthur Smith does. And there's another game with more carries for Algier. It's like, he's just afraid to play his best players for the last two seasons. Like just to feature his best players. I just don't get it. I have the same number of carries. They, they were talking on the broadcast that, that he had, he told them that he was talking about how special Robinson is. And he says, I just have to be really careful with how I use him. I've, right. I've got to, I've got to manage his touches. But at the same time, he's running routes all the time. He gets a lot of catches. Uh, it's not bad, but it's not going to be like RB three necessarily, but it's it's frustrating because I we don't see this often from them. We don't, they're not down there that often, I guess. But I don't think he's the goal line back. They ran no. a two point conversion and it was Algier. Yeah, 
I'm going to be very interested to see what how our trade works out by the end of the season if Jefferson comes back. <laughs> Jefferson and Madison for Bijan and Waddle. That was the trade. Yeah. Okay, um, next game is Las Vegas 21 and New England 17. And, and again, we made that trade before Jefferson was hurt. Yeah. I think somebody actually asked this one in the chat, and so I'm gonna I'm not gonna give him credit. I'm not gonna put it on the screen, but I'm gonna use it. Uh, Jacoby <laughs> Myers is better than Devontae Adams rest of season. I hope not, but if this shoulder injury is a problem, I mean, it's hard to say that it's guaranteed that Devontae's better. But look, Myers has been the better of the two. Uh, we forgot one revenge game uh, narrative today. What's that? Two actually. Uh, Raiders defense coordinator Patrick Graham was on the Patriots staff, but more importantly, Brian Hoyer. Face the Patriots. <laughs> the whole freaking game was a revenge game, right? I mean, it's like everything in that game was revenge. Ramondre, homecoming for Ramondre, right? He scored. Yeah, no, it's it's funny because um, Tommy, uh, Tommy Ty, uh, Tommy Ty, our um, Tommy Tran, not Tommy Ty. Tommy Ty is a radio broadcaster in the South Florida. Jack Talk Tommy Ty. Tran, um, Tommy Tran um, asked me who was my other choice for start of the week, and I told him. I didn't have the chutzpah to uh, play uh, to do Raheem Mostert, to do, do Ramondre Stevenson. I'm all over the place. To do Ramondre Stevenson. Um, but that was my other consideration, and I should have gone with Ramondre Stevenson. Do you guys think that this is the start of something good for Ramondre Stevenson? It was uh, He did miss some time in this game. 10 carries, 46 yards, and a touchdown. He had his longest run of the year, I believe it was like 15 yards. And he also had uh, five catches at the Raiders. Is this the start of a good stretch for him? Buffalo, Miami, Washington coming up. I think we'll see how this Buffalo run defense looks after tonight's game. You know, first game without Milano, completely. Um, it's not a bad matchup. But this Patriots offense is still a mess. You know, they're they're an absolute disaster. And, you know, for anybody that took the Patriots to cover the spread, the safety at the end was a disaster. Um, <laughs> they had If the Raiders got a first down without punting, the Patriots cover the three. Um, I don't know if it's the start of a good stretch run for him, but it's certainly something that's encouraging. Because, again, you know, you, you look at the first two games, he was productive. Then it's the Jets, the Cowboys, and the Saints in three games in a row, and those are not easy matchups. And so now he gets the Raiders, and he takes advantage of the matchup. I think if the offensive line gets healthier, then you'll be com- comfortable with Ramondre Stevenson. And he probably would have had the – I shouldn't say probably. He could have had the other touchdown that went to Zeke Elliott because he started that drive, and he had a big run to get them started, and then Zeke you know, got them down there, and he was the one on the field. Uh, I We've talked about several would-you-sell-them running backs, and I think he is the one I would be most eager to sell. I'd rather have Mostert. I'd rather have Henry. I'd, who was the other one? Camaro. I'm like, I, I don't think anybody would disagree with you. Yeah. Being... Okay. Would you would you sell him for? Would you would you give up Ramondre Stevenson for Calvin Ridley? Yes, for sure. Yeah. If I if I, assuming the the positions work out, yeah. All right. I think if you if names. if you're trying to you know look ahead, spending this depending on what your team looks like, you could try and sell Ramondre Stevenson for Devon Achan, you know, like that type of move. Okay, last question on this game. Sorry. Anyone interested in picking up Kendrick Bourne? Desperate situation at best. I I would assume by the time all is said and done, he'll be one of the top three wide receivers on the waiver wire this week just because of who's playing and who's available. Well, this also was no Juju, no DeMario Douglas. First game back for Tyquan Thornton. You know, Hunter Henry was banged up in this game. You know, so yeah. we we saw this from uh, Kendrick Bourne in week one, and then he disappeared for three weeks. Yeah, four weeks, yeah. Okay, so uh, three more games, Heath, five more minutes. Rams 26, Arizona 9. 
I, I'll make fun of myself now. Uh, Kyle, Kyron Williams is an even bigger sell high. <laughs> oh, he had, what was that? Two rush attempts in the first half, and then 158 yards in the second. <laughs> it didn't have a. T- I don't think he had a target in this game though. So I think I agree on the sell high, but very high. Maybe he's a price. Stud. You think he's a stud? He's. I mean, his 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 workload and production, not his talent, but his workload is awesome. His production is amazing. And look, this Rams offense has been successful, really, for the majority of the season, especially given the expectations. So can you trade him for something great? Sure. You should absolutely be trying to sell him. But if you're if you're it's like the same thing for me with Mostert. Like, what are you giving up? What are you getting in return? Who'd you rather have, Kyron or Mostert? Mostert. Yeah. It's just it's two games in a row since Cup has been back where they're just not throwing to him. So that's fine. Just just be aware of that factor. You don't have to be involved in the passing game to be a must-start running back, but it certainly helps. Um, Puka Nakua, your thoughts on Nakua, guys? Last week, he went for uh, 71 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. This week, he had four for 26 on seven targets. He should have had five for maybe 35 and one touchdown. He dropped a touchdown. It wasn't a deep one. But, uh, Jamie, do you still consider Nakua a must-start? Yeah, Especially again with the teams on a bye, Pittsburgh secondary has been awful. That's what they get next week. So I'm going to go right back to him. I may not have him ranked in the top 12, but I'll certainly be ranked in the top 20. And so his worst game so far this season, one of two good games with Cooper Cup. Obviously, one of two bad games with Cooper Cup. But I still still think this is uh, enough of an offense where if he's going to get seven plus targets, seven was the number today. You should feel pretty comfortable about Nakua moving forward. Detroit 20. And, and Heath, by the way, we were discussing this. Uh, I don't know if you realize what you called them on, on the show this morning. Cooper, Cooper Nakua. Or <laughs> Cooper Cooper Nakua. Nakua. I was trying Cooper to say Puka Nakua yeah. real fast, but it, you said, no, you said Cooper Nakup. Cooper Nakup. Yeah. Uh, t- that's a good. P- Cooper Nakup. I like that. Detroit 20, Tampa Bay 6. You should just completely ignore Craig Reynolds on the waiver wire this week. It's a trap. Did you guys discuss the Cardinals running backs earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, Definitely the sad trombone. <laughs> Damian Williams. Um, I, I am probably ignoring Craig Reynolds. But if Why? both guys are out, then... Well, I just don't expect much from him. But if both guys are out... We're, we're not going to know when waivers process, if Montgomery is healthy, if Gibbs is healthy. And I think even if both those guys are out, Craig Reynolds at Baltimore is probably not going to be good anyway. Um, he's probably not going to be good anyway, but again, as you've alluded to, we have six teams on a bye, and now you might not have Montgomery. You might not have Christian McCaffrey. You might not have Jameer Gibbs. You know, we'll find out with some of these other guys that have been banged up that are missing, you know, Aaron Jones coming back from his bye, is he going to be healthy? So while the matchup is extremely difficult and I'll go back to the one that you referenced, I would start Craig Reynolds against Baltimore over Rashad White. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. How about Chris Godwin or Mike Evans rest of season? Still Mike Evans. Evans. How about the Jets upsetting you the Eagles? You should be happy. You got called for an offensive pass interference in the end zone. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jets 20, Eagles 14. Um, Both Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall can be awesome rest of season with Zach Wilson. I don't think Garrett Wilson's going to be awesome. I think I know Brees Hall is going to be awesome. I have like zero doubt about this. Did, 
I don't know if anybody saw his two-yard run on third down and one, where he spun <laughs> away. Was that amazing? Yes. That guy's like yeah. freaking incredible. Wilson, I, uh, no, I don't think he's going to be awesome. Define define awesome for Garrett Wilson, though. Um, Top 15. I don't see He that. will not be top 15. But I think, you know, you're, you've seen now two of the last three games coming off that stretch of tough matchups for them where the targets have been up for Garrett Wilson. And while the production hasn't been awesome, right, it's been serviceable enough that I would start him without hesitation. I, I, I just, I mean, I, and I don't know. We'll, I, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I would be surprised if he's not pretty close to top 15 right now. Well, he's he had ahead. the touchdowns the first two weeks. Then he had the bad game in week three. Then the Chiefs game in week four was good. The game against the Broncos was bad. And this game was good. So he's, he's probably four, in that range. Yeah, 14, 16, 9, 15, 8, 17. He's 20-ish, I would guess. Um, probably, you know, yeah. But uh, let me talk to you about Devontae Smith before we go here, guys. He had a bad drop in this game, probably left at least. Horrible. He, there was nobody yards. within 20 yards of him. Yeah, and I think he had two drops, actually. But yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, so he had 11 targets. That was great. But Jalen Hurts threw 45 times. All right, what do we do? We how concerned are we about Devontae Smith at this point? Not to the point of benching him, but next week's game will be interesting because the Dolphins secondary has certainly been beaten a few times this year, and I think we'll see a shootout. So that would play into you know both quarterbacks having to throw and, and hopefully all the receivers being involved and, and productive. If you tell me he's getting eleven targets every week. I'm not even going to worry about it. Okay. Uh, but but that's the thing. I, he's not going to get 11 targets every week, no. right? I mean, the, 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 he's not going to. Jalen Hurst is going to throw 45 times. But again, you know, you're looking at how these <laughs> next couple of games are going to play out for them. Certainly next week. I don't know why that would be any different. 11. I'll targets take Garrett Wilson over Devontae Smith rest of the season, right? Not me. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I I gotta give Zach man. Wilson credit. Like he is doing a little bit better, but it's. Still Have you not seen their good. schedule coming out of the bye? No. They're gonna come out of the bye and play the Giants, the Chargers. The Raiders, who knows how the, who the Bills will have? They're going to chase the score against the Dolphins. It's good. I, yeah, it's That's going to be a good. great month. You should go to that game, Adam. Jets Giants. Jets Giants. Yeah, well, it's on a Monday. It's on a Sunday, so I can't. But uh, all right, thanks, dudes. Appreciate your uh, time tonight, and thanks everybody for watching and listening. And we will talk to you tomorrow with Beyond the Box Score. That's at one p.m. Eastern tomorrow. We'll break it down. It's a, it's a fun show. You should really take a listen, and Schneier's on, so we'll make fun of his name. See ya.